So yeah, the um, yeah, the hemorrhoids just sort of um cleared up on their own. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't need to go to the doctor or whatever you. Well, the, the doctor's kind of in whatever you try to suggest or I, get cream or I just yeah well the are, cream would. Are we recording at the? Are you recording it right now? Yeah. Okay. We, uh, yeah. Are you, just cut that part out, obviously. Sure. Hello, and welcome to the author's quarters. I am Sundelbunk, famed author of the Ox Goblin novel series. In this podcast, I want to provide advice for any up-and-coming writers, storytellers, uh, trying to make it in this crazy business. And I say storytellers because, yeah, that's what you are. And that's what you're supposed to be. You're telling a story. When you think of your art, your passion, as like some way to get rich or whatever, or, you know, I gotta pay the bills, but all this book sells good, I'll make it, I'll make it this way, it'll sell more. You lose sight of the real purpose of writing. So in this podcast, I'll hope to give up-and-coming authors, of course, the advice they need to start their journey of professional author, 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 author things. Authority. Author. Authority. Authority. That should be the name of my autobiography. I say autobiography, obviously I would get a ghostwriter for it. So, of course, when I created Ox Goblin, it wasn't something I just came up with um, overnight. It took many days to craft the world of that series. Now, the first thing I did, of course, was get up out of bed. (laughs) That's right. I just, I got up out of bed, and I told myself, today's the day, I'm going to write this thing. A big part of this podcast you'll find, as I give advice, is going to have a lot to do with mental health. Now, of course, we glorify, we put on a pedestal the author who is depressed, or the artist who is troubled in some ways, and we sort of think we need to be in that space in our lives to write well, but in reality, it that kind of thing makes us less productive. So, let me tell you, first day, I got up, I said, I'm going to write this novel, but first, I have to take care of myself and make some toast. By some toast, I mean, I took all the bread in the bag and toasted all of it at once. That's right. (laughs) This is basically the first lesson. The first tip, take care of everything as soon as you can. So when I say I took all the bread and made a toast, 
I mean that. I, one by one, I put the bread... Well, we're actually... I should have done it two by two, because there's two slots in my toaster. <laughs> Another lesson. Be efficient. You can multitask. You can cook. You can toast two pieces of bread at once. And... But as I did put the bread in one by one into the toaster to toast it, I did that so it would, all, it would be prepared ahead of time in the future. I would never have to... I wouldn't have to do it for the rest of the bread. Day by day, oh, I get into the routine of I put each bread in the toaster. No, it's already in the toast. It's already toasted. I put it back in the bag. I come back to it later. Another lesson in being healthy enough to you know work on your passion is is to just when you are eating your food you're making your breakfast be healthy you know you know what i mean like, be let yourself be healthy so i you know when i get the toast I cut the crust off. That's a little less carbs if I if I also eat the crust. I slather the toast in whey protein. The powder. Yes, I slathered it in powder. Maybe that's not the word you would use, but I use that. When you're when you're writing, you really have to think about how you want to use language. I just said slather the powder. Now that's not a typical phrase. That's not the typical word people would use to, to refer to powder. But, you know, Shakespeare made up, a ton of, made up a ton of words. People never heard of, so I think I can use some words in different contexts and be fine. I mean, how do people even use these words? words you know if other people don't use them first people don't want to people don't start trends artists creatives start trends okay and we have to be willing to say yeah i slathered the powder onto my toast the toast that i <laughs> i toasted the bread all at once and then put it back in the bag so i would have toast and I wouldn't have to do it day by day i just do it all at once we have to be willing to say slathered instead of maybe, I don't know, applied. Maybe a normal person would apply the powder. But, you know, normalcy isn't exactly the way of a creative mind, you know. You're listening to this, you know how it is. We think of it differently. You know. Everyone in my life told me. They told me. Why is it called Ox Goblin? Your story has not an ox nor a goblin in it. And I say to them, Listen, if you have to ask me, I don't think you're ever going to get it. Just read, just read the book. The books? There are 25 of these. Soon to be 26, I'm making a prequel book. Read these stories, I tell. Again, think of yourself as a storyteller first. 
If you don't have a story, you have nothing. Read my stories. You'll see... You'll see truth in these. You know, for example, when... Patricia the Elf... Suddenly... Seemingly, randomly... Kissed... Trenton... The Orc... There was no romantic tension between them at all. They're actually enemies for most of the books. And I suddenly have them kiss. That's a story. Because that's how real life works, right? If two... If a man and a woman know each other... You have to make them kiss by the end. Listen, storytellers. I can't tell you how many times I've read a story or watched a film or a series and seen two male and a female characters who are just friends? Or just rivals and enemies throughout the entire thing! They never once kiss. It's ludicrous. <laughs> they have to be in a romantic relationship with each other at some point. It only makes sense. It only makes sense. So, I suppose this first, this first uh, segment of this podcast has just been about being healthy, mainly, and having a story to tell. Uh, three lessons. I crammed in three lessons in one segment. Be true. Be accurate. Give things that people can relate to, that that you relate to. Because like I said, we are very weird. We are strange people as creatives. But we are also very down to earth. We're so much more down to earth than these other people. And we're so much better than them for it. You know? So, ultimately, be healthy. Be healthy enough to write the book. And do the work ahead of time as well like i mentioned the bread the toast i got a bit, bit off track with it for a second you know how the creative's mind works we our minds wander the me cooking toasting the bread ahead of time all at once is like how i write my novels i will write all of my novels in one sitting not just outline I don't just outline the story. No, I, I sit down and write them. I'm basically, I'm basically freeform thinking, improv writing. No, I'm not going back to edit. Okay, if there's a typo, you know, I'll let my assistant correct it. But, you know, for the most part, there's no edits. I don't edit my story. I come up with it on the fly. I said earlier, I didn't come up with these stories overnight. That's right. I came up with it over several sleepless days and nights. Now, was that great for my health? I say yes, my doctor says no, and all the people in my life say no. But what they don't see, what they didn't see at the time, of course, is that my books are selling like fucking hotcakes, okay? So who is really the foolish one in that scenario? Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to take a break for a few minutes, but we'll hear a word from our sponsor, and uh, I'll be back, back right here, with some more advice for you. 
Hey, you! Yeah, you! Aren't you tired of experiencing shoddy food at these uh, low-quality establishments? Come on down to Low Wages! Down in New York! Central Park! Please, my business is dying! I am, uh, I've slashed prices three times already! Now, you can get a ravioli for about two bucks only. And this is ginormous! We had to downsize, because honestly, we're getting hit with lawsuits left and right. We got lasagna in the shape of Garfield, we got burgers in the shape of Spongebob. Yeah, we sell burgers. It's not just Italian food. We got so many copywritten characters in the shapes of our burgers, our food. And we are getting hit with so many suits, so if we could just come down to Central Park, we had to downsize. We used to be in a proper building, on the street, yeah. We had to downsize to this little food truck. And we parked it in the middle of Central Park. It's called a park. I think I should be able to park my truck here. And stay here. And sleep here. And not move. I know the park's closed, but please... I don't... If I move the truck, I'd have to use gas. And there would be more money than I'm willing to spend. So going down to Luigi's, please! Please, god damn, why? Please. So, yeah, I, uh... I started that fruitarian uh, diet. Yeah. More for Steve Jobs. Right? You take such long pauses. Have you noticed what do you mean this? What do you mean I take long pauses? Am I? Whenever you talk. Just now you're... Speech doing, patterns. You just did it. You just did it there. Should, oh, okay. I, we should probably get back from break anyway. We should, yes, okay. Right, fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> you did not do this. You did not yes. do this okay. before. You've never done that before. Right. Okay. Yes. Welcome back. You just heard an ad from one of our sponsors. Uh, who was it? Who was it this week? It was Luigi's. Luigi's in New York. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. Um, well, I believe we're at the part of the podcast where I think if I tell a bit of my own story, my own background, it should give you a bit of perspective uh, on what you should be thinking about when writing. I mentioned before the ad, of course, uh, storytelling. You should take your own story, turn that into what you want, what you uh, want to convey in your own writing. So I suppose uh, my story... Well, I remember when I first wanted to write something. When I first wanted to write my story. I was but a lad, but 15 years old at most. I told my papa, Papa! Oh, Papa! I would like to be a writer, just like my favorite author. Who was it? Wait, who was... I can't remember who my favorite author at the time was. Maybe someone who wrote some... Some magic book or something. Who knows, but... The point is, I told my papa I wanted this, and well, he... Said to me, Now, son... If you want to be a writer, I will support you. I will let you chase your dreams. Now, of course, I came from a humble family, and my dad 
gave me only about $5 million in the bank to try and chase my dream while living in Los Angeles. And that was all I had to my name. A good lesson I would impart to you, when you try to chase your dreams, be practical and um, have money with you. Have, have money with you, because if you have money, then you can do whatever you want. You have safety nets, uh, you have rich parents, that's what you need to do if you really want to make it in your creative field. If you're listening to this, I presume it's being an author. So yeah, be rich, be affluent, and uh, be wealthy. Yeah, wealthy. I mean, when you are writing, when you're writing your own novel, your own story, your own book, your own tale, your own another word for those things, you should know that what you're doing right now will last forever. Books are forever, and people love to, you know, they love to watch their movies, and they love to, they especially love to play their video games. Um, of course, they don't realize is that video games, the future of video games is books. Obviously, I think that is the natural progression of the video games, but I'm getting sidetracked, I suppose. You need to build stories to last. Stories that will bring you more fame and fortune than ever. Now, I know, I I said earlier in the episode, of course, to not create stories with the express purpose of becoming rich. What I'm saying is, you make it authentically, and that will be the outcome. Absolutely, that will be the outcome. You will be... You'll be so rich in spirit, in money, in friendships, in cash, in romance, in that sweet, sweet moolah. And that's the important thing. The money. Relationships. You know, while you write your novel, you take from your life, like I mentioned earlier, that safety net you built with your parents who are already rich, right? You, you listen to me on that? You can dick around for years and years and years and years and years and years and years uh, spending your parents' money on a creative effort that you don't seem to be getting better at. But, the thing is, here's the secret, you can simply hire people to write your good thing for you. Not that I would ever do such a thing for my novels, I, I would do it for my autobiography, I don't have time to write it myself. I'm far too busy working on my prequel book to the Ox Goblin series, and my future novel series which I won't tell you the name of, it's a secret. Okay, I'll tell you. It's called Wallet Mouse. It is called Wallet Mouse, it follows a mouse the size of a wallet. 
and he also goes into wallets. The safety net lets you fuck around, dick around, waste so much money, waste all your time, uh, trying to network. Networking is when you like go to parties and stuff, and you know, the people there don't really like you, but one day you will write something that does become successful, and those people who wrote you off as bad, right, at uh, what you did, and untalented, and annoying, will claim, oh, I always knew that person. I knew that person way before they got successful. We're buddies. And you know what? You're not going to shut them out. You're not going to shut them out, okay? Because they actually are important. They do have power in this town. They can get you even more connections. They can get you big business deals. Just let them pretend like they always had your back. And you can make it far. <sighs> well, um... I kind of feel like that's all I really need to say. Uh, I didn't talk much about my childhood, did I? I guess I just said... <laughs> I guess I just said when I first started, I wanted to... When I first realized I started to write, my dad immediately supported me and gave me a support net. Well, maybe you, I'm sure you came here to find out what inspired me to actually write, not just how I started writing with my loads of money. Uh, I read a book, and it said how much money an author I liked was making, and I said, cool, I'll follow that. But I, I would also, I also was like, oh, that was a story to tell, or whatever I said. Well... I suppose that's the end of this podcast. I feel like I have ran out of things to say at this point. I, in this episode, at least. Uh, next episode, I may delve more into what it's like being rich. I may delve more into my childhood, give you even more tips, like what kind of writing utensil to use, right? <laughs> or, or what kind of vista you could view from your studio apartment. Because that's, you know, you want to pick a good apartment. Well, you want to pick an apartment with a nice a nice view of the place you're, um, you know, the place you're living, living at. For me, it's L.A. I live in L.A. I live in L.A. I'm very, I'm connected. I'm very, yes. I've been Sundel Bunk. Thank you for listening to the Author's Quarters podcast. And I bid you a merry adieu.